Welcome to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. I am your host, the Contagiously Positive Girl, Lori Ann Sheldrick. I believe that happiness is not inherited, it is created, and you, we, me, are the only ones who can create it. It starts from within, because when we focus on our inner world, it makes it so much easier to tone down the negativity from the outer world. And if we don't make a conscious effort to bring happiness into our life, we will be pulled into the negative vortex. So in this podcast, every single week, we are going to be talking about all the things and taking on life challenges to help you making upping your happiness game a daily ritual and truly embrace unleashing the inner contagiously positive that's within. Creating and living a life that you love doesn't happen by accident. It happens by making the health and happiness of your mind, body, heart, and soul a priority. So get cozy and let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast and welcome to season two. I'm so excited to be back in the recording studio, aka just my regular office with a microphone, and doing season two of Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive with you. It was a major learning curve and just an overall really exciting adventure to start a podcast. I didn't know what I was doing when I first started. I didn't know what platform to use. I didn't know how to get it on to all of the apps like iTunes and Spotify. I didn't even know where to begin. And what's so great about that is you just have to have the idea and you just have to know what you want and not really worry about the how at the beginning. You just have to figure out what it is that you want and and the how just shows up. And you don't mean just magically shows up, like you just click your fingers together and boom, there it is. I mean, the how shows up because we live in an age where there's no excuse to say, I don't know how to do something because with books and internet and podcasts and all of the experts out there and coaches and consultants and like everything is at our fingertips. We have the ability to be able to learn how to do whatever it is that we want to do and that was the case for me last year when I decided to release a podcast. So welcome to season two. I'm really stoked because as I went through the learning curve of speaking into a microphone and showing up twice a week to do these podcasts, near the end, I got very clear about the type of conversations that I wanted to be having with you and about the type of things that I wanted to talk about and the meaningful conversations that I wanted to have about things that we really need to be talking about, conversations that we really need to be having, feelings that we really need to be sharing in a way that enhances our lives, in a way that moves us forward, in a way that motivates and inspires us. And that's my my main hope for season two in 2019 is to serve from my highest capacity ever and to have conversations with you that really help 
that really help inspire you to want to make 2019 the best year ever. And so today I just wanted to start off just sharing a few things that really helped make 2018 great for me and that I want to share with you because I'm holding space for these things and bringing them into 2019. I have a couple real big lessons that I learned throughout the year from the last 365 days that really helped me connect to who I want to be, what I want to do, and what I want to have, and that really helped me make it an amazing year. And for many of you, I'm sure that the year flew by in a blink of an eye, and for some of you, it may have just felt like it dragged on and you just couldn't wait until the year was over so that you could have that reset button. Because what happens is some people may have had a really amazing year and some people may have had some massive ups and downs. And what I want you to know first and foremost, like the most important thing is whatever experience you had in 2018, that was yours to have. And I say that because I want you to really know that there are lessons in both. If it was a really great year, I want you to think about what made it so great. What worked? Because if you can really take all the things that worked into 2019, into these next 300 and now 60 days that you have by the time this podcast gets released, um, if you could take that in, what you're doing is you're starting 2019 off with a positive momentum. That's what you want to do. If it works, keep working it. If it doesn't, what can you do instead? And that's what happens. You know, if it wasn't a great year, and you experience those ups and downs, if you had heartbreak, if you had pain, if you had frustration, if you had anxiety and worry, what caused it? What were those big triggers? What didn't work? And those are really great questions to ask you because this is the opportunity for you to say, you know what? I don't intend to take all of that into 2019 with me. I intend to do things differently. So what can you do differently? What are your intentions for 2019 so that you can make it great? If you've been following me, you know that I said often that 2017 was a really horrible year for me. It was so full of ups and downs. It was so full of confusion and anxiety and frustration. I just, I really didn't know what direction I wanted my life to go. And I was just feeling really lost and feeling really lost made me disconnected and feeling disconnected, made me stressed out and feeling stressed out, made me worry and worry caused anxieties. It's just this vicious cycle. But I really needed to go through that. I wish I hadn't, but there were lessons there because by going through that, it really made me focus on what I did want and how I did want to feel and getting really clear about my intentions. So I remember this, like in December of 2017, I, I said to my husband and my best friend, I said, you know what? I'm not taking that into 2018. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to be the contagiously positive girl again. I'm going to focus on being happy and healthy and nothing else is going to matter but that goal. 
And it ended up being the best year of my life because I worked the work feeling the way I want to feel. And if you've been with me here all year for 2018, if you've been following my journey and you've been listening to my podcast or you've been, you're a part of the Contagiously Positive email tribe or you're, you're following me on social media, wherever you're following me, you've been following my journey and you've been listening to how I've been doing it what I've been doing every single day because if I'm doing something and it works and I, I I share it that's how I've been teaching this year I haven't been so for 2018 I didn't do any one-on-one coaching except for a few at the beginning um, I did just a few workshops because I wanted to work the work of feeling a certain way of raising my vibration so that I could then show up and serve from a higher place. And from that, really taking the year to go within, my lessons have been so huge. And there's lots of stuff that I'm taking with me into this year, but there's also going to be a lot of things that I'm just like, you know what, that didn't work for me, so I'm going to leave them behind. So I leave behind the things that didn't work, and I take forward with me the things that did work. So before you begin your next chapter, even though we're already a week into the new year, if you haven't really thought yet about what your intentions are for the year, I want to share two of my greatest lessons because these were the biggies, like the real biggies that I'm holding on to as I step into this brand new year, which I'm so excited for. And hopefully my lessons serve you in some way and you can take it with you on your own journey. So lesson number one, which has been the thing that I've been repeating over and over and over again, probably since October, is feeling good is the work. That's it. Feeling good is the work. I couldn't, I I really am surprised and not surprised by how much just focusing on, like, and this was for 365 days, I woke up every single day and I was like, what can I do today to enhance my happiness? And just asking that question and taking action on it and working the work of feeling the way I want to feel shifted my entire life my entire life and I don't say that loosely I mean that like deep to my core I would not be here today doing this podcast with so much clarity and so much excitement and so much joy and and be happy and healthy right now if I didn't just spend the entire year cleaning up my inner work and when I say feeling good is the work I don't mean like hard work where you've it just feels like bleh, I really don't want to do this work today. I mean work by focus. By work, I mean what I believe should be our main focus every single day, which is how do you want to feel today and what can you do to feel that way? And what I mean by work is not waiting for someone else to make you feel the way you want to feel. Because this is what happens. When we do things from a place of feeling the way we want to feel, 
everything flows together with so much more ease. The actions that we take are more connected with what we really want to do. We have more clarity. We have more energy. We just, we just have this vibe about us that wants to work the work, whatever the work is for that day. And I don't just mean in this case, feeling the way I want to feel. I mean, even just going to work, doing the things that you need to do to bring in income or to take care of the household or to take care of your relationships or to take care of yourself. Feeling good is our main focus or should be our main focus because it helps us do everything else. And when things do go off track, because that's going to happen, this isn't about being perfect in every single moment, things are going to happen in our life. Like that's life. Things are going to disappoint you. You're going to have sadness. You're going to have losses. That's just a part of life. But when things do go off track, when you spend the majority of your time Working the work of feeling the way you want to feel, it makes it so much easier to recalibrate back to that feeling away from the thing that you just went through because you want to feel good again. And that's how I felt for the entire year of 2018. My number one goal was to strengthen my inner world. It was to work on that core desired feeling, which was really just to feel happy. And to feel happy, I really just wanted to fully, completely, like wholeheartedly just marinate and feel it so deeply that that happiness and that love and that joy just oozed out of me, whether it was in my relationships or it was with my clients or it's just in these weekly teachings with my podcast. I really wanted to just feel it all. I wanted it to just ooze out of me and become contagiously positive. And feeling good, working the work of feeling good, helped me to make decisions every single day, decisions that I felt confident in, decisions that I trusted and had faith in, that I was doing the right thing for me and all of you in that moment. Because it really is just a moment-to-moment process. So let me explain this so you can incorporate this in your own life. Here's a new thought process for you. Think as as I say these words, I want you to think about how this makes you feel. How does this new process make you feel? So imagine yourself in front of a goal, in front of a desire, in front of a decision fork, whatever it might be, and imagine yourself saying this, even though I don't have everything I want yet, I trust, I have faith, I believe that I will. And in the meantime, while I wait for it to come to me, while I work the work, while I take aligned action, I am going to live in a state of gratitude that I have everything that I need right now in this moment. And once you change your mindset to, oh, I want that, but I don't have it. I'm never going to have it. It's going to be too hard to get it. To, even though I don't have everything I want yet, but I have everything that I need in this moment, your mind sh- your mindset shifts 
Then from that new positive mindset, that new positive thought process, now you can take action from this newly aligned place of gratitude and trust and faith and positive belief that you really can be and do have whatever it is you desire and you're going to make decisions that aligned with where you want to be. And most importantly, you're not only going to get there faster, but on your journey, it's going to be more fun, you're going to be happier, you're going to have more joy, and you're going to feel this sense of trust and ease. But what I want you to know is that the timing doesn't really matter, because as I'm sure you've realized through life, everything happens in its own time. We can't rush things, and I know we live in a time where we have this want it now mentality, but if you align your thoughts and change your mindset, uh, to gratitude and trust and faith that even though you don't have everything you want yet, you do have everything you need and you have everything you need to get you there. Because it's more important to get there, and I have there in quote in air quotes, it's more important to get there from a place of happiness, from a place of joy, from a place of trust and ease. Like, why? how good are you going to feel if getting there, and again, I have there in air quotes because there means every, something different for everyone. It's not very fun to get there if you do it in a stress, 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 hustle, 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 anxiety-ridden, worried, faithless way, right? The whole point of this is to work the work of feeling the way you want to feel every single day so that you're not always waiting for an outcome to make you happy. The outcomes are happening because you are happy. Doesn't that feel so much better? And the reason why this works is because any action that you take that's aligned with a positive feeling, with the way that you want to feel, is the right action. It, and I use right loosely because when you're taking action, there's no right and wrong. It's either, you know what, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, so I'm going to try something different, or, oh, that worked out perfectly, let me try again. It's the right action because it feels good. It's the right action because feeling good is your number one desired outcome anyway. Because regardless of what goal you set, regardless of what you want, regardless of where you want to go and what you want to do, you have an emotion attached to it that you, you think you're going to feel that you're going to achieve when you get it, when you get there. So what if you could feel good along the way? Doesn't that feel so much better? And trust me when I say that feeling good is the work. And I want you to trust me even more when I say that you really can be, do, and have whatever you want. And when you start with the being, which is really just feeling good, especially having a sense of gratitude for where you are and what you have right now, because right now is really the only thing that's real and true, Everything falls into place exactly as you planned or it works out even better. So I want you to really take that in. Really take that in. How does this new mindset make you feel? Can you take this into 2019? How can you take this new mindset into 2019 that your number one goal, along with all of the other things that you want to do and have, should be 
working the work of feeling the way you want to feel. Because from that place, you can be, do, and have whatever you want, and it's going to feel so much better. So lesson two from 2018 that I'm like taking fully and completely into 2019 is, it's truly an extension of the first one, but it's in order for me to feel the way I wanted to feel, I had to set healthy boundaries. And to, I, and to set healthy boundaries, I couldn't just do that with people. I also had to set healthy boundaries with myself. I had to make non-negotiables. I had to make non-negotiables about what I was going to do for myself to work the work of feeling the way that I wanted to feel, which was move once a day, eat healthy foods, meditate, and just trying to make actions and reactions and have an attitude from a positive mindset. And then I worked on saying no when I wanted to say no and when I needed to say no because setting that boundary and setting that intention with myself really helped me commit to really getting to know what it was that I wanted and needed to say no and yes to because so often we just answer and do things with default without actually thinking is this really something that I want to do and then I worked on saying yes, especially when it was something that I truly wanted to say yes to, even if it felt scary. Like when I said yes to doing this podcast, I said yes to myself. It was really scary. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get it out there. I didn't know if anybody would listen. I didn't know if anybody would care. What if I failed? What if I said the wrong thing? Like I didn't, I, I had all of this ridiculous fear and it seems so ridiculous now, even though like our fears are our fears. I shouldn't have used the word ridiculous because our fears are our fears and I, I feel the way I feel and that's okay and you feel the way you feel and that's okay. But I really wanted to do it. So I had to say yes, even with the fear. And it was only scary for a few episodes and after that I was like, oh, this is really great. This isn't that hard at all. And in fact, I actually really love it. And then... Another part of setting healthy boundaries was the way I reacted to something, basically my attitude. So if an external circumstance or a person, you know, these things that we just can't control because we cannot control our external circumstances and we cannot control what other people do and say, was if, this, if, if one of these circumstances or people was pulling me into the negative vortex, I practiced pausing and ask, asking myself, how can I react or respond to this in a way that serves me, in a way that enhances my core desired feelings, the way I want to feel, or in a way that won't make me take up permanent residence in Negativeville? So it wasn't about just ignoring emotions or just ignoring negativity or letting people walk all over me or being a doormat or never getting upset. It was about taking a moment to see if there was anything there that needed to be reviewed. And by reviewed, I meant, is there anything here I need to learn from? Is there anything here that's triggering a trigger that I need to heal? Or is this just something really silly that, like, seriously, first world problem, I don't need to be getting upset about this? And if it wasn't anything that I really needed to go deeper in, I just let it go. 
And if it was something that I needed to heal or something that I needed to go a little deeper and ponder about and ask myself more about, then I would feel it, heal it, deal it, deal with it and move on from it in that order and in the time that I needed to. But the whole point of it was of asking how do I want to respond to this is really about not taking up permanent residence in Negativeville. The whole idea of our emotions, especially negative ones that we go through, like our emotions are our emotions. Like you're going to have positive emotions and you're going to have negative emotions. And when you're on this, the higher scale of negative, it's really just about what can I do to feel it, to heal it, to move on, to deal with it, and then to move on from it. It's not about ignoring it because ignoring it isn't going to make it go away. Something else is going to happen that's going to trigger it. But once you can really get to know what your triggers are and deal with those and heal that like old wound, whatever it is, all of a sudden you no longer get triggered by it because you've dealt with it by understanding it. Self-awareness really is key. Or you just keep yourself out of those circumstances that really trigger you. And it's all about those boundaries. So basically, I stopped trying to change them, you know, the other person the, or the triggers or the external circumstances. And I worked on practicing changing my own reaction. And when you set a personal boundary like that, what you get is something that I felt, which was absolute emotional freedom, total emotional freedom. When you have that self-awareness of what your triggers are and you really pay attention to how you respond to something and the attitude that you have and the attitude that you want to have instead that's going to support you. So another boundary that I really set was slowing down. I had to slow down because I was in a state of hustle, 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 stress, 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 and I still felt like I was getting nowhere even though I felt like I was going really fast towards something. So what I did was I really began to listen to my body and slow down when I needed to slow down and be okay with that. But that meant listening. It really meant to tune into my, it meant tuning into my body and doing what I needed to do to recharge my batteries. Because if I don't recharge my batteries, I can't serve you. If I don't recharge my batteries, I can't create content for Contagiously Positive. If I don't recharge my batteries, I don't feel good. I don't feel like taking care of my health. I don't feel like having a positive mindset. I just don't feel good. And again, it all goes back to lesson number one, which is the most important work that we have in our lifetime is to work the work of feeling the way we want to feel. So I really paid attention to where I needed to slow down and I just slowed down unapologetically. And if I needed to say no to a social event because I needed to recharge and I just needed that alone time, I did it and I did so unapologetically. And I was really honest about it. And by being really honest about it, people sometimes may have been disappointed, but they understood because it gave them the permission to do the same thing, thinking, you know what? I really need some downtime. I'm going to do that next weekend. So another thing that I did, which was 
a boundary, but it was more like a non-negotiable was I pushed myself when I felt like excuses were bubbling up. So I set the boundary of I'm not going to allow excuses to keep me from doing what I needed to do to feel the way I wanted to feel. So if an excuse would come up as to why I was just, I just couldn't cook a healthy meal that night or I couldn't work out, I would stop myself and say, okay, you have the ability to cook this meal, even if you just take five minutes to make some sauteed spinach and, and a fried egg, make a healthier meal. Or well, I don't really feel like doing a workout today, I would push myself and say, okay, what would you enjoy doing that's still moving your body? And oftentimes you'd be like, well, I don't feel like going to yoga class, I'm going to go for a one hour walk with my dog. So it's not that I pushed myself to do something that I really didn't want to do. It was I pushed myself away from the excuses. Because once we start to listen to our excuses and we don't set a healthy boundary around our excuses, we stop doing the work to feel the way we want to feel and taking the aligned action to do the things that we want, to be, do, and have all of the things that we want. So instead of going to the gym, I did something fun. I still moved my body and I went for a walk. Instead of spending, you know, 30, 40 minutes in the kitchen making a meal, I spent five minutes still making something healthy that would nourish my body, but it would be like fried spinach, you know, sauteed spinach and a fried egg. So instead of just, you know, stopping at a fast food restaurant, which I don't typically do anyway, but um, or instead of eating a bag of chips, which is a better example for me, I chose to do something simpler. So I simplified it. Still eating healthy, still nourishing my body, still moving my body, still doing things to help me feel the way I want to feel, but in a simpler way that still served me, but also still honored my need to just want to slow down. That was huge. And another boundary that I set, which was more just for myself, was I stopped coming down on myself when I didn't do something, go somewhere, or say something that I think I should have. So it's all about that trap that we get caught in. Should've, could've, would've. Basically, I just, I was like, along with excuses, I, I didn't allow guilt to take over me. It would still come up because I just, I feel guilty when I disappoint someone. But I didn't allow the should have, would have, could have to take me into the negative vortex. And when I got off track, all I did was reset and get back on the track. So I set that healthy boundary with myself that allows me, allowed me, and allows me today because I'm taking this forward with me into 2019 to be imperfect. Because listen, folks, it's okay to not always be okay. It's okay to not eat that food that you know would have been better for you. It's okay if you decided that you weren't going to work out today. 
It's okay if you let an excuse take over. It's okay if you say yes to something even though you wanted to say no. It's okay. This is not about being perfect. It's about practicing. It's about really connecting to your inner guide and saying, you know what? I should have done that instead. I'm not going to get down on myself. Instead, I'm going to remember that for next time and I'm going to do that next time to feel the way I want to feel. It's about knowing you. It's about self-awareness. It's about giving yourself emotional freedom by allowing yourself to be perfectly imperfect. And then the last thing that I really set for myself, a big boundary that I set for myself was I gave up the belief that in order to succeed in my business and life with my health and my body or whatever it was, I gave up the belief that I had to hustle and stress and force and push my way towards it. I redefined success. Success to me is feeling the way I want to feel and taking action from that aligned place. I didn't achieve everything that I wanted for 2018. I had a whole list of goals and a whole list of things that I wanted for Contagiously Positive. I didn't achieve them all, but I did achieve my number one goal, and that was to feel happy and to feel healthy. And now, I'm entering into 2019 feeling amazing, like absolutely amazing. So all of those goals and desires that I still want, that I still wish to take forward into 2019, I'm in such a better place to achieve them and to really enjoy the process of it because I feel the way I want to feel. So those are all the things that I'm taking into 2019. So here's what I want to leave you with today. Here is your Monday up your happiness game challenge, if you will, okay? So you've rung in the new year. You're a week now into the new year, if you're listening to this on the release date. If you haven't set your intentions yet, I want you to set your intentions for how you want to start out the year. So what are your intentions? What are your intentions for the year? How do you want to feel? Basically, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? What are your desires? What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your wishes? What do you intend to let go of? What do you intend to leave behind? Who do you maybe need to forgive? Um, can you love more? How can you love more deeper? What can you do starting immediately today to start the year off feeling exactly the way you want to feel? Set those intentions. I promise you, once you begin of working the work of feeling the way you want to feel and setting the intentions as to what you need to do and who you need to be in order to achieve them, in order to really like fully and completely feel it so it oozes out of you, 
everything else will fall into place. And not only will it fall into place, you will have more clarity. It will be way more fun. And you will know exactly what action steps you need to do or what you need to let go of. So welcome to 2019, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for season two. I cannot wait for all of the amazing conversations that we're going to be having this year. I wish you all a love-filled, joyful, and of course, contagiously positive year. And as always, because this is my wish for you every single day, be happy, be healthy, and of course, be contagiously positive. If you like this episode or any of the episodes in this podcast and you want to help someone else unleash their inner contagiously positive, please share, rate, review, and subscribe. Let's work together to put beauty and positivity and health and happiness into the world.